There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam Nicholas for What Culture Football. And I'm Andy Murray for What Culture Football. And coming up on today's news, we've got all the latest on Sean Dyche. Danny Drinkwater, showdown talks after In, brawl. Indeed, a complicated story. We've got all of the results from last night's Euro 2020 qualifiers. And of course, we have a big preview for tonight's Euro 2020 qualifiers. It's all about the Euro 2020, isn't it? It really is, and not getting there Oh, it's Scottish. Okay. It's okay, forget about it. Let's this not focus on it. This is... This is the foot... What did you do? 4-4 four, 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 four four News. 4-4 four, four News, this well, is. But first of all, first of all, can you believe this, Liverpool fans? No new deal for Virgil <laughs> van Dijk. What? I am bamboozled by oh this. Oh my god, bemused, bamboozled, perfuffled, befuddled, you name it, we are it. Well, don't panic just yet because it's no new deal. Because according to certain reports in the news, specifically the Liverpool Echo, they were saying that Virgil van Dijk was being set up for a brand new deal that was going to be like a five year deal that was going to see him earning £200,000 a week. Well, according to them, he is absolutely, and I quote, bemused by these reports because apparently this has not even been discussed at all. As, as, as it stands, <coughs> I think Van Dijk has about four years left on his current contract that he's signed. So he's already with the club till 2024. So it's a case of, I guess what the story was coming that it was going to be a reward for his hard work, which nobody could argue with, no. essentially, from last year. But as yet, not happening. So, Andy Murray, this is... Weird in terms of the fact that I, I guess it's just wage talk. Yeah, it's funny that Van Dyke's come out and gone, What are you talking about? You yeah, mentioned the fact that he's basically said no. Yeah, uh, that's actually not happening. And like the reported figure of 200 grand, like, well, obviously it's an astronomical amount of money in real human beings' terms, doesn't sound like an awful lot for Virgil van Dyke, yeah. who's one of the best players in the world and really a Ballon d'Or contender. Literally, as far as I'm the concerned. Ballon d'Or this September 23rd, and he will be part of it. And he's been that good, you could argue that the additions of both him and, of course, Alisson at Liverpool were basically the reasons why they ended up in the position they were last year. Because anybody. Yeah. Can score goals, Andy Murray. Nobody's just, beat Van Dyke all season. Really. Nah, and he's, he's exceptional footballer, and you wouldn't, I guess, you wouldn't argue against him getting a deal that big. But I guess he's just—it just hasn't happened yet, really. Yeah, no, I think he deserves all the money in the world. He's the best centre back in the world for me. Absolutely. Head and shoulders above the competition. Very complete footballer. You know what? Virgil Van Dyke is so good. I think you could put him up front, and he would do a good job. He's absolutely brilliant. You could see him playing. I mean, I guess maybe it's the Dutch football style, probably that he's come through with. But you could see Dutch, Dutch, yes, Dutch, yes. I don't know why I was suddenly I had a sudden moment. I was like. 
Is he playing for Belgium right now against Andy Murray French. Scotland? He's French, yeah. He the Dutch you're French, Alan. The, the Dutch football style, realistically, of like he could play anywhere probably on the pitch, in the middle, on the wing, yeah. up top, and I'm sure he'd do a good job. He's tremendous. He's a wonderful player. He deserves all the best. He does. Uh, let's hope he gets that deal. I hope his deal ends up being bigger than that. I'm not, I'm not exactly a massive proponent of huge wages in the Premier League, but if anyone deserves them, it should be that it's guy. It's VVD. DVD, as I once erroneously <laughs> called it. DVD. Let's move on to a slightly less glamorous footballer, yes, England's it? Danny Drinkwater. Mm. Last week, according to the Sun, he was involved in something of a brawl outside a Manchester nightclub. Indeed. Uh, it was apparently, according to the Sun, ever reliable source, something relating to the wife of another player. So there's obviously some shenanigans going on there, a little bit of hooting and indeed tooting. Aye, aye. Anyway, whatever happened resulted in an injury or a series of injuries that's going to keep Danny Drinkwater out for up to three weeks. Now, today we have reports from The Independent and a number of other sources stating that Drinkwater is set for showdown talks with manager Sean Dyche regarding the situation. Dyche wants to know basically whether the situation was his fault, whether he was guilty and whether or not he needs to be punished. Now, initial reports suggest that the injuries weren't as bad as first thought. He isn't expected to miss more than three weeks, but you can see why his manager or his on loan manager might be just a little bit upset and might want an explanation. I think so, because at the end of the day, they've got him on. It's not like if it was their player, that's one thing. But a guy they've only got for a limited spell that they've specifically brought out to play for them, who's then getting into this trouble, not exactly ideal. This also no. comes off the back, of course, of like, I think it was like four months ago, he got a driving ban and he was always guilty, actually. <coughs> found guilty of drink driving um, and completely yeah. not good stuff. It sounds like maybe perhaps a bit of a hangover from being part of that Leicester where Premier League went inside and then obviously went to Chelsea and it hasn't quite worked yeah. out for him since then. I mean, if all these things are true, the assault and the the, the driving charge, maybe his surname would be a good bit of advice to Mr. Mr. I was thinking Danny so. I think more of it, certainly. Yeah, behave yourself, you silly sausage. You're in a wonderful position. But Sean Dice is going to make him eat worms, mm. isn't he? Well, it's also... He's going to make him eat worms. Yeah. The, the group session of, go on, there you are. <laughs> I've got... Yep. If, you really like, if you really like this club, you'll eat this worm. <laughs> it's like spaghetti. <laughs> I think uh, it's a shame because you want... You know, that's a good play. That's a good, good footballer in there. I guess whatever it is, maybe he just has some things going on off the field that he needs to get sorted. In terms of the fact that he could have been playing for England a lot more, but I seem to recall he also turned down England at one point because he yeah. said he didn't feel like he was ready to play at that level, which, I don't know, maybe that tells you more about the mindset of the player. Yeah. Of course, we are speculating at this point, but here's hoping he managed to get all that sorted. Get it together, boys. Indeed, indeed. Let's move on to something a bit more... A bit more less intense, shall we say. And we'll talk about the Euro qualifiers from last night. There was a whole host of matches that took place. And we're going to focus specifically on two of the top dogs who managed to keep their perfect streaks completely intact. The first one of those, of course, was Spain, who got a 4-0 victory last night over the Faroe Islands. I have to say, I watched a bit of this match myself. There wasn't a ton, nothing out of the ordinary in this one, as you can expect Spain with a better side. But an interesting little trinket, Andy Murray. Can you believe it? This is the first time that in all the matches that Spain and the Faroe Islands have played, the Faroe Islands have failed to score. Really? Really. They have scored in Gee, every whiz. other match they've played against Spain. I think there's only been four of them. But yeah. still, this was a sad night for the Faroe Islands. Oh, Not just a 4-0 jubbing, but also no goals for them. Interestingly, though, that was a nice little moment because the manager dedicated the win to Luis Enrique, of course, who's had the tragic loss, of course, recently of his daughter. So that was a very nice touch indeed. And a 4-0 win is certainly a nice way to do that. Yeah. In other news, Italy were also on the other side to keep their perfect score. Oh, my man scored as well, Your man scored. He did. 2-1 victory over the Finns. And it was Giorgino from the pen spot who got the winner after Immobile scored the original. And, of course, for Finland... Oh, it must have been Pookie. It was Pookie. Of course it was Pookie. Who else? Pookie on the spot. But not quite enough to get the draw 
for. So they both, Spain and Italy, are top of their groups. Obviously, six matches, six wins. And I'll just run down quickly the rest of the matches. Switzerland won 4-0 against Gibraltar. Sweden were 1-1 draw with Norway. Georgia drew 0-0 with Denmark. Romania 1-0 win over Malta. Armenia were 4-0 winner, 4-2 winners rather, against Bosnia and Herzegovina. And Greece were 1-1 draws with Liechtenstein. <laughs> That's not so great, is it? For not these exactly ideal. It's, well, it was saying since 2014 they've had a bit of a dismal run when yeah. it comes to these these sort of things. But what are you going to do? It's this is fo- this is football. Yeah, as they say. And this crazy, complicated qualifying thing in which yeah, some teams are already guaranteed a playoff. What, what do you feel about this in terms of like? Are you for or does it make you watch friendly football more, friendly football more or not? No, nah, I think it's a load of bollocks. Uh, mm. I'm not, not going to mince my words yeah. on this. The Nations League, whatever, it was a fun idea to have some competition. But did yeah. anyone really care? Did it really enhance the prestige of those fixtures? Mm. Did it mean anything? Did it bollocks? These, qual- these qualifiers, well, I'm sure you could sit there and unpack you know, a reason why they make sense. To me, it's just a needless complication of a really simple format that worked. And I understand you don't want to have as many friendlies and mm. risking players in needless games, but to me, friendlies were useful because you can try players out, you can bring younger players in, blood them in, see if they're ready for international level, let the manager form a relationship with them. I think it's silly, very silly. Well, there you are, that's all you need to know about that. Anyway, <laughs> shall we move on to why it's not silly and what they can expect? from the Euro 2020 qualifiers tonight. Yeah, so we've got some qualifiers tonight. There are some big teams in action. I'll just run through a couple of them. The Netherlands are facing Estonia. Uh, Germany have Northern Ireland. Uh, Footballing giants San Marino and Cyprus go head to head. Um, (laughs) And the one game that obviously, for obvious reasons that I'm most interested in is Scotland versus Belgium after a horror performance against Russia uh, last week for Scotland. Really terrible, went 1-0 up, bright for about seven minutes and then just disappeared into a shell. The whole team, you know, David Marshall gets pass marks, good display in goals. But mm. players like Andy Robertson, one of the best left-backs in the world for Liverpool, for Scotland, a headless chicken with nothing wow. going for him. Really poor performance. Ollie McBurney was lost up front. Scott McTominay, one of the most incompetent performances I've maybe ever seen in a Scotland shirt. And that wow. is saying a lot. That Scott is a Dolby, big shout. That is a big Stephen shout. Stephen Thompson, all these other haddies, Grant Hanley that have played for the Scottish <laughs> national team. And Scott McTominay of Man United was abysmal. So... You might look at this fixture, it's really do or die for Scotland. Lost 3-0 last time around, coming off the Russia game in which everyone really looked really poor. Um, I'd imagine Steve Clark will make some changes, I'd imagine mm-hmm. McTominay will be out, we'll maybe see Ryan Christie, who actually looked quite bright when he came off the bench, maybe he'll come in. Um, the strategy was all over the place, the defence really lost without a leader at the back there. I can't see things going well for them, but they kind of have to go for it because they're staring down the prospect of being something like 12 points behind Belgium and nine behind Russia, which would effectively rule out automatic qualification, leading to a playoff situation, which is could be against Kosovo. Um, <laughs> so, interestingly, two questions then. Yeah. As a already riled up Scotsman on this thing, one: any truth to these rumours about a little bit of unrest in the camp? Um, I, I mean, I don't think so. Like, think, is it just paper talk, perhaps? Yeah, I think it is. Like Steve, Mc, Steve McLaren. I, I feel you, by the way. This happens to England every single time yeah. things aren't going right. Steve Clark's a good manager. Steve, he's a good disciplinarian. Mm. He'll keep a lid on things. I think he can control whatever egos might be in that dressing yeah. room. Um, but he needs to formulate a game plan. I actually saw a really good tweet here that I've screenshotted because it sums up everything. From Blair Newman at BlazFT8BL on Twitter said, we need to play more like an actual Scotland team. More long balls and second balls, more chaos, more crosses, load the box, more aggression. Passing out from the back is okay when you have centre-backs that can do that yeah. and the structure in place over time, not a couple of weeks training. Basically, back to basics, keep it simple, stick it on the big man's heat. I think it's just using what you've got, isn't it? There's no yeah. point trying to play like Barcelona if you're bloody 
Bury. Although yeah. RIP, I know that's probably a bit too soon. For yeah, him, like I think Liam Cooper is a pretty good centre back, but he's not bloody Fabio, Fabio Cannavaro or Franco Baresi. No, he's not Fabian Shaw either. Who fit? Shaw, Shaw, Shaw. The new Philip out there. The other question was, are they going to make it through? No. Okay, no. there you have it. That is the highlight <laughs> of the news today. Uh, let us know your thoughts on all of those news stories and the rest in the comments <laughs> down below. You know the usuals. You can follow what culture football on Twitter is. It, what culture, FC? what culture FC? You can follow this man on Twitter. At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Hanley because me and him are pretty similar as footballers. There you go. You can follow me on Twitter at it's Adam Nicholas. And obviously, just, just have a lovely footballing related day. I'm sure more interesting football news will come up. Today was a little bit of a dry spell, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. We had to dig deep, but we did it anyway we did. because we like you and we love the content. Have a fantastic day, and we'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.